0: Welcome to this week's edition of Sales Continuum, and here's your host, Tony Venali. Welcome back, listeners, to this episode of Sales Continuum. After last week's rather lengthy episode, I thought I'd balance it off with a short, sharp one today to get you in the right frame of mind about the value of setting up relationships in business conversations. In the book, The Mind of the Customer by Richard Hodge and Lou Schachter, chapter four starts. It's an old axiom that salespeople should prepare before going into a sales meeting. But exactly how do they do that? What do they need to know? Do they need to understand how the company functions internally? Do they need to understand the company's customers? Indeed, do they need to know its value proposition to its customers? Some of the responses they received include to provide value to me, one president told us, you've got to know the background of my company, what's important to us, our culture and what we're looking for to drive success in our business. A chief medical officer at a health insurance company said, you need to understand our business drivers to know why the value you are selling is relevant to us. (laughs) I'm going to share a story with you of something that happened to me a few months back. I received a connection request on LinkedIn, accompanied by this message. Hi Tony, noticed from your website that Value Selling Academy adopts a three stage process of diagnostics, mind shift and consolidation. I couldn't agree more that the most important part of sales training is the consolidation since it's so easy to slip back into old selling behaviours. Really keen to hear how you're currently conducting this training, and it would be great to share a few ideas about how other sales training organisations are using technology to demonstrate behavioural changes in the salespeople they're working with and conduct and consolidate their training remotely. Have you got 15 minutes next week for a quick call? When I responded, when I saw that and I responded, I said, thanks for a well thought through connection request. And after a few days worth of toing and froing over messages on LinkedIn, we finally got to the uh, to the point where we set a meeting. And she said to me, "Thanks for the kind words, Tony. I've booked that in. I'd also like to include my colleague, John, since he's worked with so many sales trainers. Speak next week." Now that's what I call a really good approach connection through LinkedIn. Well thought through. Clearly, this woman had taken the time to read my profile, to look at the website, to really understand exactly what it is that goes on in my business and connected appropriately. So let's fast forward to that next week meeting. I'm there. I click on the link, connect up. And here is John. No, Jane, just John. So all the hard work that Jane had done in the previous interactions with me on LinkedIn to build rapport and make a connection was all undone in a matter of moments. You see, I didn't have a relationship with John. The business relationship was built with Jane. Then John launches into starting the meeting and says that he is gonna conduct a demo. And I said, aren't we waiting for Jane? And he said, I know Jane won't be on these calls. She doesn't come on these calls. She just sets them up for me. And I was flabbergasted, totally flabbergasted. So I let John launch into his pitch and his demo, which lasted something like 20 odd minutes. And at the end, he said, what do I think? And I said, I think you blew it in the first 10 seconds. And he asked me what I meant. And I said, well, you know, I had built up a, a relationship with somebody who had clearly understood what my business was all about. And that person was a no-show on the meeting. And you're telling me that that no-show was planned. And here you are doing a pitch, doing a demo with absolutely no regard whatsoever for the thing that got me in, which was the message that Jane sent in the first place. And I think that's why you blew it in the first 10 seconds. And then he asked me, was there something wrong with my pitch or my demo? And I, I laughed. And I said, you're totally missing the point. I said, there was nothing in your pitch or your demo that made reference to the issues that Jane raised in her contact with me. So was there something wrong with it? My answer would be, in that case, everything. Because you did the pitch you were going to do irrespective of what I needed to hear. There was no customization, no tailoring, no customer centricity. And the only person in my mind who knew that information was not on the call. And then he asked, so what should I have done? And my response was, you shouldn't have done anything until you were properly introduced by the person who had built the rapport with me. And that, listeners, is the message that I want to talk about today. Telemarketing happens. It's going to happen forever and a day. Social media marketing happens, and that's going to continue happening as well. The relationship that you build with somebody through those channels, when you end up face to face, be it in a real room or over Zoom or go to meeting or whatever it might be, that relationship is the start of everything else that happens. If I grant somebody some time, it's because they've impressed me in the approach. If they don't impress me in the approach, if they don't connect with me, if they don't demonstrate that they understand the value that I might be looking for, they're not even going to get a look in or a listening or a call or whatever. So if your business uses a telemarketer to set up appointments for you, here's what you must do in order to transfer that rapport and relationship that has been built in the pre-meeting period into the meeting. Number one, the person who sets the meeting needs to be present in that first meeting. Two, they kick off the meeting and they make a reference back to the reason why that meeting was granted in the first place. Three, they introduce the expert and edify them for the value that they're going to bring to the meeting. And four, they then hand over to the expert and let them continue. Without a process that resembles this, all of the hard work that was done in the approach is wasted. Even if the pitch and the demo was a good one, it was wasted because I was ambushed in what I would call a bait and switch tactic. Not the sort of way that you want to kick things off. So I encourage you to look at how you do this, how you set up meetings, and if you're not setting them up yourself, if you're using somebody to do that for you, ensure that they are in a position to be able to transfer the relationship, the rapport, and even the credibility and trust that they build up in that approach phase into the discovery phase. Oh, and there's something worth noting. John didn't actually do any discovery with me. A couple of really loaded questions to get me to agree that certain things should be happening, and then right into the pitch in the demo. Nothing in depth, nothing that showed any genuine, sincere interest in what my business was all about. Had that been present, it might have been a redeeming feature, but in this case, it didn't happen. So how do I know that my approach works? Because I use it. I have people who set appointments for me and they're always present at that initial meeting. They might take 10 calls to build up a relationship with a person to the point where a meeting is set. But once it's set, We don't want to waste all of that effort and energy that has gone into building it up. So whoever sets the appointment is on the appointment with me and they follow that process. They transfer the relationship and the credibility and the rapport through a process called edification. And they build up what I'm capable of doing. And when they hand over to me, I'm already four or five steps in front. And most importantly, I have a briefing session with them beforehand to assess all of the things that were discussed that went into creating the situation where the prospect would grant the meeting. Now, I'm on the front foot and I'm able to conduct extremely powerful and strong discovery because I don't have to do all of the work to build the relationship. It's been poured over me like wine out of a cup. And the person at the other end is is accepting of that because the person who built up the relationship is the one who is there doing the edification. Such an important step to make sure that moving from approach into discovery becomes extremely successful. Oh, and by the way, don't go straight from approach to pitch. That's a recipe for failure. And success comes by putting the needs of your prospect first. So that's what we need to do, put your prospect first And make sure you look after them in every approach call that ends up becoming a meeting. I just want to let everyone know that one of the services that is available through my business is a remote working assessment. Through a straightforward questionnaire we are able to help a business understand precisely how somebody is working at home We assess it across eight different factors, eight different areas. And you receive a report that says this particular person works this way at home. This is how they are coping. Here are the areas that they need extra support on. And the report provides you with recommendations on how to work with them effectively. If you want to know more, reach out to me at valueselling.academy and I'll be in touch with you and happily share with you how that process works and what value you can derive from it. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Remember to download and subscribe and please rate the podcast. Until then, take care, stay safe.